morning. Good morning. I can't No. No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, I was thinking this morning, as, uh, as Tyler was doing the welcome, uh, if we have visitors here, y'all are like the superstars of visitors. Because to show up on Time Change Sunday, <laughs> dude, church folks don't want to be here on Time Change Sunday, <laughs> let alone visitors. So, yay you. Uh, this morning, I, I wanted to kick off with this video because um, I, I just wanted to get this idea. There's all these names that have been used for God, and, and generally, um, many of them in the Old Testament start out with the Jehovah, the Lord. Uh, and, then, and then it gets really specific about, you know, what is the Lord in the midst of my situation? What do I need? But which, which facet of the Lord do I need right now? Uh, you know, Jehovah, I'm broke. You know, like that. Um, and so I just wanted to get, you know, these are all names that other people have attributed to God. But now, this week, starting today, we're launching into several weeks of seeing what it is that Jesus said about himself. This is, not, this is not what other people are saying. This is not other people's interpretation. This is Jesus saying, look, here's what I am. And oddly enough, this series is called, Who is Jesus? These seven I am statements. So every week for the next seven weeks, starting today, our scripture will be based around something where Jesus started, I am, fill in the blank. And uh, I think, and you know, it's not you. I think it may, it, it's it's fair to say this morning's statement may be the most critical I am statement Jesus ever made. And, uh, and I'll get into that a little bit later and I'll explain why. But for now, we're going to kick off in the book of John, uh, in chapter 8, starting in verse 52. Uh, Jesus is hanging out, as Jesus was wont to do. Uh, Jesus got confronted by religious people, as Jesus was wont to do. And uh, the situation developed like this. Uh, starting in verse 52. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets, yet you say, If anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who died, and the prophets died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Alright, there's subtext here. There's, there's a whole lot of stuff going on here that if you don't understand what's being said, it's really easy to miss. Jesus is hanging out. He's making some statements, you know, those who believe in me will live forever, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And uh, the religious people get really upset, really upset. Does that mean I can come up here? <laughs> I don't like the way that sounds. I'm going to stay back here. Um, and so the religious people, 
dude, you're talking pretty big. Your, your mouth is right to check it. Your body can't catch one. And uh, Jesus is just, I'm, you know, face palm? You know this number right here? I think Jesus invented that just for religious people. And so Jesus is going, look, look, I'm, I, I know God. If you knew God, like you say you know God, if you really know God, you would know me. Because I know him, and he knows me, and we know each other, and I don't know you, and you don't know me. And he's got this whole circle of things. We'll move on. Then Jesus makes this statement. I know Abraham, and Abraham knows me, and Abraham was glad to see me. Why? Because I am. Now we look at that and go, I am what? But the religious people knew that. When he made this statement, there they went insane. They were like, oh no, you didn't. <laughs> oh yes, he did. And you know, in the in the course of putting the message together, I was trying to trying to find somewhere in our culture that where we had that kind of reaction where somebody said something and we just lost our minds. Like, I cannot believe you just said that. And the closest I can come is this. Luke, I am your father. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're of a certain age, you remember that. You remember the first time you saw that and your little mind just went... <sighs> and that's exactly what just happened here. Because, well, let me tell you why. Jesus is making reference to something that happened a long time ago. Uh, and you know this if you ever saw Prince of Egypt. But we're not going to go. We're going to go there scripturally, but we're not going to go to the movie. So if you want to bounce with me, over to Exodus chapter 3. Uh, picking up in verse 13. Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. So Jesus is in the middle of this argument. Well, he's not having the argument. Everybody else around him is having the argument. Because Jesus didn't argue. I, I don't think he... Well, I think he cared, but he wasn't really invested in the moment. You know, so when tempers are rising, Jesus is just transcendent. And Jesus gets to the point where he's like, look, I am. And instantly, his hearers, those in the crowd, everyone around him, who grew up as devout, faithful Jews, understood that what Jesus was saying is, I am that I am. You know, that I am that we don't even say out loud, that I am that we don't even say his name, that I am we don't even write his name fully. I am that I am. Now that's a huge statement to make. If ever there was a moment where Jesus, well, clearly, he was about to be stoned to death. 
Because the only fitting punishment for blasphemy was the stoning. And Jesus had just put himself level with and claimed the identity of God Almighty in heaven. I am. It's, it's such a weird name to give. I mean, we just saw all these other names that were very descriptive and gave some sort of inkling of, of who God was or the many facets of God. And yet the name I am, what, what does that mean, I am? And apparently it's understood that, that when Moses went to the people of Israel and said, uh, I'm here to set you free because God said so. And they go, great, which one? Uh, because we need to understand, at that time, way back in the Middle East, gods were like a barrel of monkeys, man. I mean, you could have 20, 30 at any given time. Because each city might have a different god, each area, each region, each country, each separate people group. I mean, you look at, you know, going back to the Prince of Egypt again. Remember the, the scene with Martin Short and Steve Martin? And they're doing the little tribute to all the gods of Egypt, and there's like 342 or something? There were literally that many gods in the books. And so when Moses shows up and says, I am here from God. He sent me to you. The people are going to naturally want to go, which one? And, and to clarify which God has sent him, Moses says, I am. What? How does that even make sense? Here's how it makes sense. Because the Bible was not written in English. See, we look at the phrase, I am, and it has a very concrete meaning. But in Hebrew, I am is, is a little bit more nuanced. Let me expound. What does I am mean? Scholars look at this, and, and they, they say there's like four nuanced kind of ideas floating in this simple phrase, I am. One, I exist. I exist in and of myself. Number two, I create and sustain existence. Number three, I do not change. Number four, I am always. So just by saying, I am, when Moses shared that word with the Israelites, they would have understood all of that just from that phrase, I am. And now here you have Jesus, who in claiming the name I am, is claiming that he is existence in and of himself. He created and sustains creation. He does not change, and he is always. This is one of the crucial parts anybody considering life with Jesus Christ must at some point in time Undertake to understand. They have we, we have to make peace with this idea. Is Jesus all that he said? Because if Jesus at any point in time is something other than what he claimed to be, then he's either a liar or he's crazy. Liar, crazy, or the Messiah. Each one of us, in our own understanding, has to come to terms with these ideas. So here Jesus just said, I exist outside of anything else. I exist because I want to exist. I exist, and because I exist, everything else exists. I am always. I am forever. I am east and west. I am alpha and omega. 
and I don't change. If any one of those statements is not true, we can discount Jesus and move on. So we have to, at some point in time, wherever you are in your spiritual journey, whether you've been walking with Jesus for years, whether you're just starting to contemplate what it means, we have to come to terms with these statements. Is Jesus all he claimed to be? So let's come to terms with these statements. Number one, I exist in and of myself. God is self-sufficient, self-existence, and therefore does not rely on anything else. God is not responsible to anyone. God is not um, a product of anyone other than himself. And Jesus says this is true of himself. So, John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. In the beginning, beginning, way back then, was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So Jesus claims, I exist in and of myself. And John tells us, the first thing out of the, the first words John writes is, Jesus, the Word of God, existed in the beginning with God. So that would seem to check that box. And I'm, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole of how can you use the Bible to prove the truth of these statements, because then we can get into this whole circular thing. And so if you don't accept the Bible as truth, none of the statements being made here are relevant. But I accept the Bible as being true. Many of us accept the Bible as being true. So if God allowed the statement, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the Word was God, God accepts this as true. Therefore, we can accept this as true. Therefore, we can accept Jesus' claim that he was self-existent in the beginning with God as true. Folks, I can tell you right now, it, it is not going to get any more entertaining than this. Kids... It is not going to get any more entertaining. So if you have not picked up coloring pages and crayons or something, I suggest do it now. I'll wait for the stampede. All right. Yeah, and sometimes adults don't count, Paul. And so, you know, and, and oftentimes we, we try to, you know, many times when we put messages together, messages have a much more narrative, story-like feel. But every now and then, we, we need to get into some deep, dark exegesis. You know what? I've been in church for like a hundred years, and I've been hearing that word for like ever. And I never bothered to look it up until earlier this week when I had to use it in my uh, newsletter post. And so I can tell you, we're getting some exegesis on this morning, people. It's not fun and exciting, but it has to happen. So, John, verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, proves Jesus' statement that he was in existence from the very beginning. That's one for Jesus, zero for the other guys. Two, 
I create and sustain existence. God is the creator and the sustainer of all that exists. Therefore, Jesus is the creator and sustainer of all that exists. John, chapter 1, verse 3. All things were made through him, him being Jesus. And without him was not anything made that was made. So anything that ever in existence since the very beginning, since let there be light up until now that existed in this dimension, in this physical universe, was created and sustained by Jesus. That's two points for Jesus. Three. Jesus claims, I do not change. I am what I am. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. It is the same yesterday and today and forever. That would seem to indicate that Jesus does not change. Right. Okay. He's checking. We're all together. Good. Hey, it's time to change Sunday. You're lucky I'm with you. Alright, and then point four. I am always. I am eternal. I was then, I am now, I'll be then, was, and is, and is to come. Jesus got three. Jesus is going three for four. He's betting 750 right now. That's pretty good. Number four. The book of, and I don't often do this, but you go to the book of Revelation. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to get into my problems with Revelation. We can do that another time. Uh, book of Revelation, chapter 1, starting in verse 12. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, and on turning, I saw seven gold lampstands. And in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe, and with a golden sash around his chest. The, heads, the hairs of his head were white like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace, and his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet, as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. For those unfamiliar with the book of Revelation, the one that was writing, the initial speaker, was John, who was revealing a revelation given him by God. And the one he was speaking of and that was speaking to him was anyone? Jesus. Boom. Four for four. Jesus is batting a thousand. Which? Made him surprised. If anybody was done, it'd be Jesus. So Jesus has claimed, again, recap, Jesus will claim, I exist in myself, I create and sustain existence, I do not change, I am always. And the Bible, in four separate instances, backs up every single one of those claims. So the Bible says Jesus is, in fact, I am. 
which then, you know, we can go down this whole uh, rabbit hole, you know, of, of the Trinity, which I don't want to do because it gives me a headache and my ears start to bleed. But Jesus, God, one and the same, but different, but the same. So Jesus was, in fact, I am. That being said, that statement of Jesus having proven true, there is only one question left to resolve. And that question is, so what? I mean, honestly, that, that was some fun theological navel-gazing. Yeehaw, we did some exegesis. Please, Jesus, don't make us do that again anytime soon. What is the point? Why should we care? Here's why that matters. Here's why I am that I am is the most critical I am statement Jesus makes in all of Scripture. Nothing Jesus said was a revelation of God. Nothing Jesus said was his interpretation of Scripture. Nothing Jesus said was a dream or a vision that he received. Because all too often we've seen too many times in recorded history where somebody received a message from God. God told me. God showed me. God said just to me. And we've seen the incredible damage that sort of thing can do. We've seen numerous times just in the last century where somebody claimed to have been sent up, or to have special knowledge of, or a special revelation of God, and the damage, and the violence, and the destruction that can occur in that. Jesus was none of those things, because Jesus, being God, every word Jesus said was God. Which means, every lesson Jesus taught, and every promise Jesus made, from then to now, every promise Jesus makes in your life, between now and forever, is not a revelation of God. It is God himself speaking. Every word of Jesus is backed up by the full support and power of God Almighty. If ever you were wondering... I, you know, maybe it's in the book, The God Questions, which if you're a visitor and you want to get a copy of that, stop by the Connect Center afterwards. The book, The God Questions, if the statement, how can I trust Jesus? Because Jesus operated out of his Godhood. No statement Jesus made, no lesson he taught, no promise he gave was something that cannot be backed up and will not be backed up by God. So in the six weeks to come, every I am statement Jesus makes is God saying to you, I am. Is God saying to you, you can. Is God saying to you, I am here for you. This is not based in man. This is based in the full, ever-present, glorious power of God. And that's why it and if that power is not present in your life, if you have at any point in time held off and you're like, I just don't know, you know, some of this Jesus, Jesus was a cool guy, Jesus was awesome, everybody loves Jesus, but I just don't know if I can base my life in that. As sure as there is a God in heaven, you can base your life in all that Jesus was.
he did and said and is and will be. You stand with me as we close the prayer. But if you're going to exegesis you to death, I should at least keep it short. <laughs> Father, we come and thank you for this buffet. Um, we appreciate that, that sometimes um, the Bible must be worked through in detail, that, that it can't all just be milk, but sometimes there has to be meat. Sometimes we have to dig in, and sometimes we have to work. Sometimes we have to struggle with the words to understand, to go deeper, to understand you better, and to grow closer to you. And I pray this morning that's what we've all done. I pray that in the days and weeks to come, we will continue to think about the truth of your word. The truth of your word, the, the, the words on the written page, and the truth of your word, your son, Jesus Christ. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May you go from this place, regardless of where you are in your spiritual journey, just a little bit more certain of the goodness and the greatness and the glory and the power of Jesus Christ. For it is his name that we pray. Amen.